You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Sleep podcast. And today we have in the guest chair, Shandrika Carter. Seven-figure wealth development coach, Drika Carter, is teaching entrepreneurs wealth-building strategies that will help them thrive through the recession. This year, she was also honored for achieving a six-figure Airbnb portfolio within 10 months. From business credit to budgeting, she helps to equip business owners with the financial tools needed to create multiple streams of income and grow wealth. From Atlanta to Tulum, Mexico, and next Toronto, Canada, her wealth summits connect business owners with experts and insights needed to 10x their income. Shandrika Carter is a serial mompreneur, author, and the founder of Carter Capital PLLC, the first 24-hour wealth development firm and institute in New Orleans. As a first-generation college graduate with a Bachelor's of Science in Business Entrepreneurship and accounting from Southern University at New Orleans and an alums of Louisiana State University, she has over nine years of financial services experience and is passionate about helping her clients, mentees, and students change the way they think about wealth. Let's welcome Drika to the podcast. Drika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here, Shantae. I am so excited to have you and to get into this conversation on wealth. But before we get started, please tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Okay, fun fact about me that's not in my bio. I would say that music, I just love music. It does not matter what genre it is. Like my personal preference would be rap music or hip hop, but I love music. I like live music. I like rock and roll. I like gospel. I love just music itself. So that's a fun fact that you wouldn't know about me. Oh, I really like that. You are a girl after my own heart. I love music too, all different types. I mean, if you ask me, my singing voice is, you know, on par with Beyonce, but my husband will disagree. <laughs> but I love that you love music. Now, yes, now, Drika, you are a wealth development coach. What led you to become that? So basically, my journey started with just knowing numbers. And then I went to school for accounting. I opened an accounting firm about 10 years ago called Carter Capital. We started out doing taxes and helping business owners get their books in order. And then, you know, by way of my clients, they sort of asked me to get into other things and help them with investments and help them with guiding their finances and their budgets and things of that nature. And it developed itself into a wealth development firm. And my clients, I worked alongside of them to grow their personal, on their personal wealth journey, as well as grow their 
professional accounts and business services as well. So we offer tax preparation, credit repair for your personal credit, business credit, as well as business consulting and helping you build wealth no matter what area you're in right now. Oh, I absolutely love that. Helping other people build wealth wherever they are. So I just want to hone into that and really talk to you about your story. When you were going through the process of creating and building your wealth, did you come across any struggles during your own personal process? Absolutely. I tell people all the time that before you get that one yes that you're looking for or that you're striving for, that of course you're going to get millions of no's. You're going to get doors slammed in your face. You're going to face personal credit struggles. You're going to face business credit struggles due to you know your own ignorance and not knowing or not knowing what's available for you and to you and your demographic or your community, right? And so I've, ch- I've I was faced with those challenges myself. I was able to bring up my own credit score from a 489 all the way up, right? And also help others and help of maybe at least 200 other people for free before I was able to call myself an expert in credit repair, right? I didn't use a plug and play method. I didn't use a one size fit all way of doing things. I actually learned and educated myself on how to do things the right way. I actually showed my clients when it came down to taxes what they should be doing in order to show up as a profitable business and what they should be looking for, no matter even potential clients, no matter if they are one of my clients or not, or they're looking to switch over from another accounting firm or tax company to me. I actually pride myself educating them on what's on their tax returns, what they should be doing when it's not tax season, things that they can do to help themselves grow personally and professionally when it comes to their money. So I was faced with a lot of different challenges and I also pride myself on building curriculums and programs that can help people out of situations that I thought I didn't have a way out of. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, Just increasing our knowledge on certain things, especially when it comes to finances and being able to really understand what it is that we are supposed to be doing with our money is so important. There is a saying that that I know, and it says, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. Correct. So if you don't, you know, get some some learning materials, read, talk to the right people you may be, well, not you may be, you will be missing out on things that could change your life and the generations that come from you. So it's very important, I think, for all of those people who are listening to the podcast to find a way to increase your knowledge about finances, about wealth, about creating generational wealth, because it is so important. Yes, absolutely. So, and there's so many free ways to do things like this. There's so many courses out there. It's so many mentors and coaches that you can invest in. You can just go to the library sometimes and 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 pick up on some books and take time out away from social media to build up your wealth. Yeah, so many different ways are available. I completely agree. Why do you think so many people really struggle? with their finances and creating wealth? Um, Discipline. Discipline, definitely. I think that people look for instant gratification and, you know, that it takes discipline to actually sit up here and 
tell yourself no when it's something that you want or something that you think you can afford at this moment or this time. And, you know, disciplining yourself to say, I can wait or this is still going to be here in a few months, a few weeks, a few years, sometimes even. But discipline, I, I think that's the main factor. Mm. I think that is very important. A lot, I think we live in such a social media age. We want a lot of the sparkly and fancy things and we want them right away, not knowing that delaying our gratification is what is going to bring us long-term success and long-term financial freedom, which is is the most what is most important. Yes, my pastor always calls it microwave blessings. I like that. Microwave (laughs) blessings. Guys, avoid the microwave blessings. You don't need it. God has so much more in store for you if you go through this process of learning, of understanding, of sinking his word so that when he gives you these finances, you're not just out there wasting it, right? He knows that you manage the money. He knows that you're going to be doing great things with what he has entrusted you with, right? Right. So I, I want to ask you why I want to ask you about, you know, your faith and when you're and your faith and how it ties into the importance of building that generational wealth. OK, I think that for one, faith and finances go hand in hand. And also that you have to, especially being an entrepreneur, have faith. Right. You have to know that this this vision that only you can see is going to come true. You have to know and feel it in your heart and have that mustard seed of faith, knowing that your dreams are going to come true. May not be today, may not be tomorrow, may not be a week or a month from now, but eventually it will. Like for me, I'm in year 10 of entrepreneurship, right? And I always look back and I even tell my husband and my family and my colleagues that I have not worked a job for someone for 10 years, right? But I have built my own business over the past 10 years, right? And this is something that, this is one of the only things that I've been doing for a decade. That takes faith, right? Because different innovative ideas come out, different situations happen in life and business. And you have to know how to pivot. You have to know how to have discernment and use that in your business. You have to know how to not wear your heart on your sleeve and all of that combined together helps me with my faith and my my business and my finances. Sometimes you don't have what you, you know, desire to have in that moment, but just knowing that it will come or the work that you're putting in will bring those those dreams to fruition. Mm, I completely agree. I, I love that you said faith and finances go hand in hand because that is so very important. And I believe that when you trust God with your finances, that's when you really see a movement. A lot of us will trust God with a lot of different things, but when it mm-hmm. comes to our finances, we're just so willy nilly about it, right? Mm-hmm. We're like the only, I think the only or the most popular thing that I hear a lot of Christians saying is, well, God will provide. But yes, <laughs> God will provide, but you want him to out provide your bad spending habits? that that isn't a fair exchange that isn't right that's fair so we have to learn and the bible talks to us so much about finances there are hundreds of scriptures that talk about money yep 
And I think it's important to have this conversation, not only just as we're going about our day-to-day lives, but also within the church, within your groups and within other 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 people of faith. When you're talking to other people of faith, have these conversations about finances. Yes, absolutely. So what does seven-figure faith mean to you? Hmm. Seven-figure faith. I would say basically knowing what your vision is, and stopping at nothing to get to it, actually having that faith that this idea, this dream, this vision, this mission, this goal that you're putting forth or putting in a work for is going to come through. And it can go beyond seven figures, right? Seven figures is just a monetary number. It's a freedom number for some people. It's a goal for some people. It's a challenge for some people. But I think that a seven-figure faith means that nothing can can weary you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, a lot of people say having the faith of a mustard seed and being sure about something and not being taken off track, right? It's about elevation. Mm -hmm. It's about taking those baby steps. It's about growing and outgrowing, right? And I think that's what, you know, seven figure faith means to me. Mm, Yeah. I I love that. It's a it really is about growing and keeping the course and having faith that God will do all of the things that he has promised. Now, Draco, you describe yourself as a serial mompreneur. Why is multiple streams of income important on the journey to creating generational wealth? One of the reasons that multiple streams of income is important for me and, and in my faith and in my family, because I feel as though you don't want to exchange or trade your time for money and it still not be enough. I think that as adults, as humans, as Christians, we go through so many different things and it allows you to elevate. It allows you to be in an uncomfortable position. It allows you to grow. It allows you to reflect. It allows you to change, right? But for me, I feel like, you know, my parents put themselves in the best position possible. I'm putting myself in the best position possible for my kids and for my kids' kids and to build a legacy and and to break generational curses and to build generational wealth. That's why I do so many things. I've had so many positions. I was able to quit so many jobs. I was able to retire from so many different titles that I've held in the past. But now I have more streams and less businesses, even though I'm still a serial entrepreneur, I'm still a serial worker, right? I'm still putting in the work behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, behind the cameras. I'm still thinking of new ideas and ways to be innovative. I teach my kids everything that I have going on. Every business that we um, invest in, we are materially invested in them. We actually know what goes on behind the scenes. We actually know who's in our businesses. We actually know our clients by name. And these are clients by the thousands, right? But actually being able to still be hands-on in a business that has grown, you know, from within, you know, like if you're thinking Bible, right? Within your belly, right? If you're thinking about that and giving you that visual, I'm able to still talk fluently, in front of an audience or in front of anyone or to anybody about the things that we're invested in. And it's all recession-proof industries. Mm, That is, that is really important. And and I 
you, you said something that really impacted me right there. You said you have more streams and less businesses. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of times people think that, or they just think that, you know what, I need to do so many things. I need to hustle. I need to grab a hold of that hustle culture. But I believe that the idea that God has for us and wants us to pursue is to work smart, not to work hard. So just, just because, you know, and we all know this, right? If we really think about it, it's, it really is not about working hard because we all know somebody who works three jobs, busting their butts, but still not making ends meet. So mm-hmm. working hard isn't really the way to go about it working smart. So more streams of income, less businesses. So let's just talk about how to diversify our portfolios. Cause I know a lot of times when people think that, you know what, I need to create more streams of income. They immediately think about, I need to create a business. Let me start Mm -hmm. t-shirts, making candles, things like that. But what are other ways that we can diversify our portfolio that, so that we can have more streams of income? One of the things that we need to think about when we're even thinking about diversifying our our portfolios or our income is spending less. Even though you're making more, it doesn't mean that your expenses have to increase, right? So that is a a discipline or a stream in itself, saving money. You You have to prioritize saving. You have to prioritize budgeting. You have to prioritize um managing your subscriptions because that's something that may be a silent killer or it may be something that is taking a stream of income away from you that you're making and you're working so hard but there's so many different subscriptions or auto pays or things that are coming out of your income that you may not see when you're in a high or peak season but when it's a slow season you're able to hone in on it and say oh I'm spending so much money on this Disney plus I'm spending so much money on this Amazon, this BET Plus, and all of these extra other subscriptions that I may have that I may not even be using, right? So just thinking about where you're spending your money and where you're committing your money to be before you even make it. Some other streams of income that you can get invested in is if you are a service provider, definitely looking into building a course or selling an ebook. You can, you know, create lead magnets by starting challenges or going live on social media. That is an additional stream of income. Social media pays you to be on social media now. Um, look at ways to monetize your business. Those are a few ways that you can get stars or badges or, you know, build up your following. I went to an event this weekend and one of the strategies that the women gave was meet at least one person a day. That's 30 new people, or 30 new leads that you can bring to your business per day. When you go to networking events, have a goal in mind. I want to talk to 10 people. I want to pass out my cards to 10 people and actually connect with those 10 people. So that's another stream of income. You can get their information, exchange information, let them know what you have to offer. Let them know about you, your collaborating efforts, or if you have anything coming up that they can come in, collaborate with you, help you volunteer or partner with you. And that could be another stream of income. You guys can get together and put together an offer where you can cross sell. You can sell to their audience. They can sell to your audience and that can bring in more attraction. It's many, many, many different ways that you can bring in other streams of income. Like for for instance, me, me and my husband got into the Airbnb industry less than a year ago, about 
almost a year. In a few weeks, it'll be a year so far. And, you know, that was an extra stream of income, of passive income that we don't have to be hands on with. You can actually start a tax company with us. We help people start tax company. And whether it's your goal to make extra income or get out of debt or learn a new skill that can be passed down from generation to generation, it's so many different ways that, you know, we can help you get started and, and generate different streams of income. That is excellent. That is excellent news. And you said, you mentioned there <laughs> the silent killer managing your subscriptions as one of the ways, a practical way, something you could do right now when you're listening to this podcast to make sure that you're not really throwing out buckets of money. And I think Mm -hmm. it's something that's so important and so relevant because we all get caught up in having all these subscriptions. I know I, for one, I have Netflix, Disney Plus, I have Amazon Prime. I (laughs) have all sorts of things that I don't need. And it's like things that I don't even, some things you don't even watch often, right? It's not something that you actually need. So it's good to sit down and figure out where your money is going. I know one thing for me, a a practical thing that I've done is I've put a certain app on my phone that tells me every time my card is charged. So all those Mm -hmm. subscriptions, when they start binging at my phone, gee, sweet. And one drive, and I'm like, I don't even use that. It reminds me that I don't use that. I need to go unsubscribe. I'm wasting money. Listen, if you have G Suite, you don't need Microsoft because Google has enhanced and added so many different features. You can literally chat through Google. You can post Zoom through Google. You can put your docs in Google, put your spreadsheets in. Everything is in Google. So you can literally get rid of Microsoft Suite and actually use what you're paying $12 for email for and get all of these different features. So yeah, that's a pretty good one as well, especially business owners. Check in today. Yes, definitely check into that. And also check into all of the other options that Drika has given you for diversifying your portfolio. There are other ways that you can create generational wealth that is so important. Drika, speaking about generational wealth and wealth that will outlast our children and our children's children, how can we incorporate, you know, our children along our journey to creating wealth? Um, You can hire your kids. You just need to have a description of what the job is, what they're able to do in your business. And you also need to document when and how they're doing service in this business, right? You can pay your kids up to $12,000 per year. That's a tax write-off. So as long as you're paying them or putting that money into an IRA for them, you can build generational wealth that way. um, I actually have a freebie that you guys can can get if you DM me on social media, which is Drika M. Carter. If you DM me, I will send you a list of 125 jobs that you can or businesses that you can start to make additional income and add your kids on that LLC, add your kids on that IRA account and add your kids on um, job descriptions that they can do within your business. For example, if you have an office and kids can shred papers, they can create your content for you. They can, they know how to work all of these new social medias. They know how to film things for you. They know how to go on YouTube. They can help you build your business. 
and you can pay them. So you're helping their account and you're helping their future and you're helping put in some money away for college or you're helping put some money away for when it's time for them to move out. It's so many different ways that you can help incorporate your kids into your businesses. Find out what it is that they like to do. Invest in them. Start a business for them, right? Add them onto your credit cards when they become 13-year-olds and start building their credit. That's giving them a five-year head start before they become an adult to start building their credit. Show them how to use credit responsibly. If you add them on five credit cards, only give them one and let them know this is only for emergencies. This is not for your your Starbucks and Chick-fil-A fetishes. This is not for your Shein shopping sprees, right? It's, it's for you to actually use in case of an emergency, but give them the discrepancy of when they think it's an emergency, right? And then if they use it and it's not an emergency, come back and use it as a teachable moment and say, hey, that was not an emergency. An emergency would be, for example, if you have a teenager that drives, you stranded on the side of the road, you have to call triple A and use the card or you have to call a tow truck, that would be considered as an emergency. Just showing them when and how to use the credit card the right way. Showing them how to pay it on time or beforehand before it reports. And you know, you'll be able to build your credit up faster. You'll be able to leverage your credit even more when you're an adult. But get just having that conversation, that uncomfortable conversation about money, like we just said, you know, making them aware of what they're doing and aware of their spending habits before they get out into the real world. That is really good advice. And I think it's so important to include our kids along this journey. You can start talking to your kids about finances, about generational wealth, about the reasons why you make certain financial decisions really from Mm -hmm. the time that they are born so that they will have a head start in knowing and understanding finances is knowing what it takes to create a business, or maybe it's investing, or maybe it's real estate, whatever it is. Don't think any conversation is too grown for your kids. These are the conversations you should be having in front of your kids. And listen, it doesn't have to be a strict conversation. You can talk on their level. If they're five and six years old, have them They're already learning addition and subtraction at school. Have them to count out the change when you're going to the grocery store. Have them to count out the difference between quarters and pennies and letting them know the difference between a debit card and cash or credit card. Let them write out checks. Let them write out deposit slips when you go into the bank. Just introducing different forms and fashion of money to them as long as they're in an age appropriate or they're able to understand and actually showing them, you know, the different forms of money. Because nowadays the kids only know cards. They don't even pay attention to cash because the adults aren't carrying cash. But I know when we were kids, we had different cash registers as toys. We had play money. We had Monopoly. All of those things are still conversations about money. Mm -hmm. This is this is very true. And I think it's very good to include your kids along this journey because you don't want the the buck, as they say, to start and stop with you. You don't want to be in a position where you've worked so hard to create generational wealth, but you haven't spent time talking to your kids. So it's, you know, once they inherit whatever you have left, they don't know what to do with it. We want to keep the the conversation going. We want to keep the education going so that it can make a difference. Drika, this has been such a wonderful conversation. And before you we go, I want you to tell us what are your top three tips for us to start creating generational wealth? 
Okay, so my top three tips are number one, plan. Plan where you want, plan how much you want to make, plan where you want your money to be going, plan how you want to save your money, right? And then come up with a strategy. Number two will be come up with a strategy. How are you going to make this money? How are you going to get this income? How are you going to save this income? How are you going to invest this income? And then execute that plan will be number three. That planning, that strategy, executing, basically coming up with a business, coming up with a side hustle, coming up with a passive income strategy, or however you're going to actually get the money. So plan, strategize, and execute will be my top three tips for anyone in any industry. Or if it's personal, coming up with a plan, strategy, and execution style of how you're going to you know, save and build generational wealth. Oh, that is great advice. You heard it here. Uh, purpose traders plan, strategize, and execute. Drika, it has been amazing talking to you. You have really given us a lot of gems. Please tell us how we can connect with you on social media. And for anybody who's listening who says, you know what, Drika is talking sense and I need to work with her. Tell us how we can work with you as well. Okay. First of all, follow me on social media. I am very, very active on social media. Um, My personal page is Drika M. Carter. No dots, no underscores, anything like that. So that can be on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, all social medias. And my my business Instagram is Carter Capital, P-L-L-C, all together, one word that's on all platforms as well. And my tax brokerage is Carter and Associates, all one word, no, no dots, no underscores. We also have a mobile app, which is free on Apple and Android. It's Carter, Capital, P-L-L-C, mobile app. You're going to see the black and gold. You're going to see my Carter Capital logo. So that's for if you're interested in um, connecting with us, booking an appointment, seeing my staff, starting your tax preparation file, starting credit repair, or any other services that we have to offer that are done for you can be done on a mobile app. Or if you want to go directly to our website. It's cartercapitalplc.com. If you want to connect with my personal brand, it's drikamcarter.com. And of course, Carter and Associates, if you want to start a tax company, it's carterandassociatesllc.com. Thank you so much, Drika Purpose Chasers. As you know, everything Drika has said, I will put in the show notes all the relevant links so that you can connect with her. And of course, tell her that you heard her on the Pray Plan Slay podcast. Drika, thank you so much. Thank you. This was great. I am so excited to be here and I hope to connect with everyone. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray Plan Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe and also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slay Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire 